0: So, what is going on, Scott? What is
1: up, Ingrid? How are you?
0: I have been losing faith in feeling depressed and Mm -hmm. feeling lost Mm -hmm. and feeling heavy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you always say, like, you have to lose faith before you find it. What do you say?
1: When you lose faith, great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It means that... This is your opportunity to reimagine the dream. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that you're losing faith. So many people are losing faith right now. So many people are lost and insecure and afraid. And this is the alignments of the planets. You know, I'm like a broken record saying this right now. But we talked about this a little bit in last week's episode. And we'll talk about it again in this week's episode, specifically when we get to Tuesday. Tuesday. But yeah, there's this alignment that's occurring that's been occurring since basically April eighth until the sixteenth. But it's even longer than that, but that's like the most intense period is April eighth to the sixteenth. But okay. it's even it's even wider than that. It's like we've been feeling it since March. And in a greater yeah. sense we've been feeling it since twenty twelve.
0: Fucking yeah. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's just intensifying.
0: Yeah, I feel like a little bit of it is like lifting at the moment and mm-hmm. I and then you realize that you've lost faith and now like you said reimagine the dream. The last couple of weeks is kind of the astrological new year mm-hmm. and I was like I don't feel like that. I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. But it's starting to lift. Maybe these are a couple things I can do for my mental health, making a plan on healing some simple things like identifying the problems, getting really deep, getting really specific. The problem is procrastination. The problem is not being able to plan. Hmm. And like the root of that problem is like anxiety or something from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Where do these things stem from? And how can I make very small incremental steps on how to rectify the issue? So I don't, get existential about it it's like when the pattern repeats and repeats and repeats it's just like fuck mm-hmm. I, I, I can't get out of this loop and like my life fucking sucks because it's not progressing yes it's just like going down and down and down i'm getting more and more depressed figuring out how to muster up like the small amount of energy to do the small thing and if you keep doing it over time then you start to feel better
1: that's it <sighs> when you're stuck in that loop it's unhealthy that keeps you falling back into that hole where you're spiraling out over and over again, that's when you lose faith.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so how do you get out of that? That's the that's the question.
0: So this week, I really noticed I'm, I may have a lot of anxiety about making plans. Mm-hmm. Even the commitment for us to do this on a certain day of the week at the beginning, I like could not fathom every Wednesday from this time to this time. I don't know what's going to happen next week. How am I supposed to... Planned for that, mm-hmm. and so that is in so many areas of my life, and friendships and connection is very hard for me to upkeep because I am never the plan maker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like something kind of last minute. I don't <laughs> like to plan in advance. There's just so much anxiety around this thing. My friend Jessica came to visit. The only reason I see her is because she makes the plan. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'd never see her because I don't drive down there and I certainly don't know how to make plans. Mm -hmm. And that's for like all of my close friendships, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My friend Jessica's like, I'm coming this day. I hope you're free. If not, I'll be in L.A. hanging out at your house. I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) These people that I'm attracted to are very easy about their plans. It doesn't matter if the plan falls through, if the plan's not perfect, if it's not all planned out hour Mm -hmm. by hour Mm -hmm. with an itinerary. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get in my head, everything has to be perfect and we have to do all the things and it has to be organized and like we're going to eat here and then we're going to go to the park and then we're going to have a cocktail. It's like, okay, now you've spiraled out of control. Just fucking invite your friend over. Figuring out how to get out of an old habit that is not serving me and allowing that loss of faith to give me like a revelation of, oh my God, fuck, I don't want to be like this. This is making me depressed as fuck.
1: Okay, so here's, Here's some reflection to you, because when you were born, the sun was in Virgo, so that's why you want that itinerary. You want that perfect itinerary, and you love when somebody else gives it to you, because Virgo is a mutable sign. It's go with the flow. It's not the leadership sign. So you love somebody else coming to you with the perfect itinerary, like you said, we've rented the place. This is what it costs. This is when you show up. Everything's taken care of food, lodging, all of it. We just want your company. Okay, great. Awesome. But your North Node is in Aries.
0: So I'm supposed to be making the plan.
1: Yes. (laughs) So when you're in these moments where you're at home and you're like, fuck, I'm depressed. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm bored. Cause I'm a Gemini rising and everything in my apartment is boring me, but I'm a, (laughs) but I'm a, but I'm a a cancer moon. So I don't want to go anywhere cause I just want to be at home. Oh my
0: God. Totally. (laughs) God, it's so silly.
1: (laughs) So this is when you want to trust your instinct. Who's the first person that you think about in that moment? Who is it? Boom. I'm going to call that person and just say, Hey, what's up? How are you? What are you up to? You want to hang out? You wanna go for a hike, you wanna go for a walk, you wanna grab lunch, and if that person is not available, the next person that pops in your mind. And I do have people to reach out to. You have a lot of people that reach out to you that want to spend time with you, but they might feel from their perspective, well it's like I'm always calling Ingrid. Yeah. Ingrid they doesn't wanna Ingrid doesn't <laughs> wanna hang out with me. I'm the one that's always calling. So I'm surprised I have any friends because I
0: literally (laughs) never make fucking plans. I think they know that like, I am always excited to see them. Exactly.
1: And you go, you go along with them. Mm -hmm. So, but now's the time to turn the table for you, where when you're in that moment, whoever pops into your mind, you give them a call, you shoot them a text, you see what they're up to, and then you engage and do something with them. It's as simple as that, Ingrid.
0: Yeah, I'm good about making a phone call, but even in the phone call or the text, I don't usually say, like, do you want to do something? I'll just be like, hey, like, I need to connect, but I usually leave it at that. So definitely making a the incremental step to be like, okay. I
1: make- I'm calling because I'd love to see you. I was thinking about you. I just, in you know, they're going to say, oh, my God, I was just thinking of you. And when the phone rang and then it rang. That's how that serendipitous interactions occur. So, Just trust that whoever you're thinking about in that moment, you give them a call. You tell them, I was thinking of you. I would love to see you. What are you up to right now?
0: Seemingly like menial things add up to like either a happy life or an unhappy life. I think last time I, or maybe two episodes ago, I kind of talked about having my house be a mess and that like making me spiral out of control. Like I get depressed and then my house looks like shit. And I feel like that was like a big moment of loss of faith in that week Mm -hmm. and then like I got so many personal messages from people saying like oh my gosh the same thing like my house looks like shit and there's dishes everywhere but like it's not that big of a deal like it happens to everybody Mm -hmm. it happens to everybody and like that doesn't make you a bad person and to be compassionate and and other people saying like all I need is one good day it was just very funny that I felt so alone in my like chaos Mm -hmm. and then that's like the most amount of people who've reached out and said yeah same
1: You can relate yeah
0: you maybe you can just calm down because like <laughs> you're not the only one
1: yes yes exactly
0: so yeah all these like small things add up and it's just like incrementally gaining the faith back by taking the small steps to mm-hmm. to do something
1: mm-hmm. yes yes think what would an aries do An aries would go do something yeah, that's exactly. what they would do exactly
0: so i do have one question okay so G money 72. Love that. They said does Ingrid have a diurnal chart? Mm-hmm. Diurnal? Maybe that would explain the sadness at sunset. I have a nocturnal chart and I love sunset and nighttime. I feel most calm when the sun is setting.
1: Hmm. Ingrid has a nocturnal chart because when she was born, she was born in the middle of the night. So
0: 12:04 a.m.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the sun was in the fourth house when she was born. So she, you have a chart like that person, like G Money. Okay. Yeah. So
0: I wonder if it's like I need to be maybe people who have a nocturnal chart. I don't know if that they feel more peaceful at night, mm-hmm. but I think I'm missing kind of like I touched on a bit is like I'm missing enough connection and activities mm-hmm. in my life to fill the time. Like in the evenings, I was with a partner that I lived with for a long time, mm-hmm. and in the evenings it was like there was a routine of making dinner together and always having that connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe just like re- replacing that with other things. I think maybe the transition to living with, you know, a household full of people and then going to living alone. Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out how to fill that free time and energy. And also I, I've worked at night for a very long time, worked in the restaurant for years and then, then in the club. So it's like, I've had this busyness in the evening where I've never had to, figure out to do with my nights I've either been working and being super busy or consumed with like making dinner and having like a whole communal setting
1: yeah so it's just basically that stillness of being by yourself as the sun's going down it's I don't think it's an astrological thing for you I mean maybe it is I just don't know what what it is though so
0: yeah I think just the balance of because I don't always feel that way when I have enough happening and my life feels like full I'm like taking classes I'm visiting friends Mm -hmm. I'm doing all this stuff I have a couple of days by myself and I love that. Mm-hmm. But when it's all the time, yeah, not having the balance of any social engagement and interaction and fulfillment, mm-hmm. and then there's so much alone time, especially at night, that's when I yeah, go dark for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought about the astrology. I mean, it's the sun and the moon and the whole thing like maybe how that plays into maybe what I should be doing with my evenings to feel good when i am like missing connection or feeling like lonely
1: i think it's you reaching out to people okay that's what you need to do you need to reach out to the community people in your community and (laughs) there's a lot of people that would be happy to take your call or read your text
0: and then even then i was thinking like other ways to be in community without having to be such a social engagement because i don't know if that's always what i need is like taking classes a yoga class Mm -hmm. a dance class an art class whatever it's yes. like you're kind of in community but you're kind of by yourself but it's like something fulfilling and nurturing I
1: love that for you
0: I think that's like the main thing it kind of came to mind that I'm like oh I love doing those things maybe mm-hmm. a good time to schedule them is the evening time
1: <laughs> yes exactly
0: because the daytime I just always feel like excited and busy and even if there's nothing happening I'm like I'll go for a walk mm-hmm. or like clean and that feels exciting but at night I'm like I don't want to go for a walk I don't want to clean I don't know what to fucking do with my mm-hmm. this weird energy that I get. So. Yes,
1: yes. Well, the energy at night turns into that unconscious energy. That's what we're looking at this week. A lot of that Pisces energy
0: still lingering, coming back.
1: Yeah, lingering. It's gonna be even getting more intense. Like we had a little bit of a break mm-hmm. because the sun and Mercury moved into Aries, and it's like okay, but you know that really just rolled the the dumpster into the
0: the fire? street and then lit
1: it on fire <laughs> and like we we've seen some of that you know in the public square oh yeah um so that's what happens when you're not working and healing your trauma and then you're put in an intense in an intense situation and you react aggressively in a way that you have to apologize for later and walk back um so are we ready for the week
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, so this is the week of April 11th to the 17th. So Monday, April 11th, we are looking at the moon, which is the planet of emotions in Leo. The fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, the king of the jungle. This is the sign of sovereignty, the sign that rules the heart. the moon in Leo is directly opposite Saturn. The god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, authority, and achievement. In Aquarius, the sign that it rules, the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer.
0: The image that I get is like like the lion wants to be like open and expressive and kind of like exploding outward. And then there's like this blanket of Saturn energy where it's like the community kind of wants to hold you smaller and they don't want you to express yourself. Mm. And you're trying to like, kind of like rip it off. Mm. You're just like, no, I don't want to be small.
1: Yes. Well, okay. So this is, it creates this challenge. Like the opposition is a challenge because if you truly want to express your heart, you need to strengthen your heart. And so sometimes those restrictions lead to greater resolve. So what is the resolve that is within your heart that is directed at your sovereignty that is rooted from your sovereignty? What is your heart saying? How is it being restricted in the community, group, club, organization, social network, or cause that you are affiliated with? Are you being restrained in some way? Are your emotions being restrained in some way? And what can you do to roar like the lion from a place of authority, from your individual place of of authority? No one can tell you what your life experience is. It is unique unto yourself.
0: It kind of feels like almost like lifting a weight. like you said, that restriction. It's Mm -hmm. like you can't get stronger unless you like add weights to it. You need some sort of resistance. So it's, Mm -hmm. although it's uncomfortable to feel like, maybe people aren't ready for what you have to say or it feels maybe uncomfortable to share and express yourself. It's like that's the only way we're going to get stronger is by feeling the restriction and kind of pushing against it and being like, no, this is who I am. Even though it's weird and we don't always want someone's opinion or expression, it's like that's the only way to move through it is to like get a little stronger and push back.
1: Yes, absolutely. And there, this is the first of three oppositions that we're going to be talking about with the moon this week so there is a lot of that facing off energy where you're being called to maybe push back like you said
0: the lion is courage
1: yes courage bold courageous loud (laughs) i mean a lion you can hear for miles you hear a lion roar it makes your blood curdle You know? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Exactly.
0: They're not going to be quiet.
1: (laughs) Okay, moving on to Tuesday, April 12th, we're looking at four planets, one of which we've already mentioned, Saturn in Aquarius, the god of wealth and time, which is now aligning with the sun in a sextile. This is a positive, supportive alignment, the sun in its... Exalted sign, Aries, this is a position of power for the sun, bringing its light, life, and vitality to the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. So this is a fire-air connection. This is giving you the courage to step forward, to step into your power, to step forward as an authority or to step forward to the authority. From a place of power.
0: It's like yesterday, maybe you expressed it. And now today, maybe you're taking some action. Yes. And it's being more well-received yes. or, or you're feeling
1: more confident about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. More confident. I love that.
0: Or yeah, maybe it's not so much about how anyone has received it. Cause the lion doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like they don't care what you think. It's like, oh, now that I take, taken the cloak off of the restriction. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm going to do something. Yes. And you start to care less. I mean, Aries is like that blunt energy also it doesn't really care it's, no. it's about moving forward i don't i don't care what
1: you feel or think about it like it hits first and asks questions later <laughs> yes yes that's what aries does and so that's the first alignment the second alignment and both of these alignments the one between the sun and saturn and the second one we're talking about here they're all at 23 degrees so this is one of those moments where I know Ingrid is gonna go cross-eyed because I just said a number. <laughs> it's just a number, Ingrid. It's twenty-three. I, I so. think I'm,
0: I'm acclimating to them. I'm acclimating. <laughs> I've been. I'm being able to absorb them more now that I know really the basics of astrology. Oh, I feel like the numbers are not don't feel so overwhelming now that I kind of know what they're about. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling lost and overwhelmed about you know the addition of all of these extras that Scott talks about you should get the basics of astrology. He wrote a book. It's very simple. It's a very like glossary type thing. You can reference the images that we talk about on the podcast. If you sign up for the newsletter, you can kind of follow along with exactly what he's talking about. It's $10. It's on Amazon. If you have the unlimited program, it's free to download it. So go get your astrology book and then you can keep up with us. And now I am... Open to the degrees. I'm open to it now that I've yeah I got the basics down.
1: So if you're looking at your astrological code at home, you want to look and see is there anything near to 23 degrees? Is my sun, my moon, my rising sign, my Mars, my Venus, is anything near to 23 degrees? If so, then it is making a connection, an aspect to the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, or Saturn the planet of restriction, or these next two planets that we're about to talk about. Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion. In Pisces, the sign that it rules, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, conjunct, meaning it's at the exact same degree as Neptune, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, intuition, the god of fresh water and the sea, and the other planetary ruler of pisces
0: super pisces energy super
1: pisces and this is what we're talking about that loss of faith from april 8th to the 16th neptune and jupiter are within a degree of each other so this is expanding and thinning the veil in terms of our unconscious And what is going on in our unconscious, our psychological baggage that we don't want to deal with. So you're coming into contact with other people or you're feeling other people out there in the ether. And their pain and suffering is is reverberating within your soul.
0: And is that what's maybe poking at your triggers?
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. So when you're triggered by somebody or annoyed by somebody or frustrated by somebody or trying to get away from somebody, it's that reflection that is... Hitting a deep, sensitive nerve within your unconscious that you need to show yourself compassion and forgiveness. So this is why there's so much of a loss of faith right now and feeling kind of just this cloudy, brooding, moodiness where it's like (laughs) I'm just ready to get in my car and drive away and not tell anybody because nobody's going to care.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Totally feel that. God. That's that feeling. Yes. It's just, it's so lonely. And it's, this is the moment where, you know, we reach for the bottle or the J or, you know, the phone and whatever your, your, your vice is to escape when what we really need to be doing is going within ourselves And showing this psychological baggage compassion So that we can integrate it with understanding forgiveness and love The shame, the guilt, the regret, the remorse Oh, I hate myself for these things I'm a piece of shit No, you're not You're not Fuck You are a divine human being And you deserve compassion and forgiveness And it's going to increase as we move through the week But first... Wednesday.
0: Oh, I like this day.
1: April 13th.
0: This feels like some relief.
1: So on April 13th, we're looking at two planets that are at 13 degrees. The moon, which has now moved on to Virgo, the mutable Earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, which is aspecting Uranus in a trine, which is a supportive aspect Uh, they're aligning in a trine. And so Uranus is the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. Uranus is in Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. So this is an earth-earth connection. It's about grounding into reality here, pulling yourself out of the dream, putting your feet in the ground, looking at the facts.
0: When I see the moon... And Taurus connecting in any way, it always makes me think of the senses, Mm -hmm. the Taurus energy. Mm -hmm. And Virgo maybe like planning something Mm -hmm. around doing things in a different way, that revolution, Uranus Mm. energy. Mm -hmm. Like doing things in a different way in planning something for yourself that feels good Mm. in the material world. So like taking yourself on a date. Yeah, doing all the things that make you happy.
1: Yes, I love that. The moon in Virgo is going to bring up some criticism though. It's going to create that analytical process where the moon just moved through Leo and I was loud and I was saying all these things and now I'm looking back and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. That didn't land right. So there's this critical nature, but connecting to Uranus in Taurus, Taurus is about self-worth. It's about what you value within yourself and how that is reflected in, the, in your material surroundings.
0: When you say like that critical nature, it made me think, you know, maybe this is a a day for the planning and you're like, oh, these are all the things I should be doing. But even though that feels good, why the fuck have I done it in the past? I know all the things that make me feel good. And like, why don't I do these things more often? Why didn't I do all the things that I should be doing to make myself feel good? So, kind of maybe being critical of the past you mm-hmm. that you're letting go of with that revolution energy.
1: Yes. And it's okay to look back and ask yourself those questions like, why didn't I do this? But if you're spending all, all afternoon beating yourself up for not doing the thing that you wish you were doing now, then you're still not doing the thing that you wish you were doing yeah, now. Yeah, you're not so... even <laughs> present. You're not enjoying <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. So, that's what that's Virgo in the lighter side is about. That's Virgo on the shadow side. Virgo on the lighter side is about grounding into your present reality. Where am I right now? And connecting to Uranus is waking you up to your individual nature. What makes you unique? What makes you an individual? And how can I utilize my individuality to create something that is of value to myself? So that's the work for Wednesday, April 13th. Thursday... April 14th, Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict begins charging through Pisces.
0: Is this maybe like expelling some shit out of your psychological baggage? Taking action, like dumping some shit out?
1: So I look at this in like stages, yes. To answer your question, yes. So I think about it in stages. Jupiter and Neptune are in Pisces. They've been in Pisces. So that's been opening up. It's like percolating. It's creating this expansion and thinning the veil so that we're feeling more about what's going on inside of us and what's going on with the people around us. And they're affecting us. And it's making me feel more things than I'm used to feeling and I need to escape. Then the sun moved in. And when the sun moved in, it brought light, light and vitality to that psychological baggage then Mercury followed the sun and that brought conscious awareness to what I'm seeing from the light life and vitality of the sun. Then those two moved out and moved into Aries. Then Venus moved in on April 4th and that brought the senses. So we're feeling, smelling, tasting what that psychological baggage is about. And now Mars comes in to really stir it up and anything mm-hmm. that you haven't that you've been trying to ignore through the light life and vitality and the conscious awareness and the senses is now going to smack you across the face
0: yeah there's nothing left to hide yes you better have got it out <laughs> otherwise today's gonna suck
1: and if you well not even today mars is going to be here in pisces from april 14th to may 24th well,
0: that's like a month and a half yes okay yeah so this six is weeks a big... so yes You might be feeling agitated, I would assume.
1: Well, if you've done the work, then this is an opportunity to take action to bring those new dreams that you've reimagined into reality.
0: So if we're doing the work, it feels good.
1: It's going to feel good. It can feel good. Yes. Nothing is good or bad. So if you (laughs) haven't been working with the energy, then it could be a uncomfortable wake up call for you to face some areas of your unconscious. That you've been ignoring, maybe consciously, maybe unconsciously, like don't beat yourself up if like, well, how did I not know about this? Everything is happening in time.
0: Yeah. And also it's like even when you like you can take some of the power away from something that's in your psychological baggage by acknowledging it. But it's not going to take away all its power and it's still there. You have to do a lot of work to be like, oh, I see it there and now I'm not going to do that thing.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going
0: to do something different and you have to like practice it and practice it until you get a new habit because it's like that's been ingrained with you like probably your whole fucking life. Yes. So like to choose something new to move something out is like takes consistent work. It's like working out. You can't just work out once every month, once every two months. Exactly. Think think that you're going to like be stronger and be more fit and be more resilient. It's like, now you have to show up like every week for a fucking year. Mm -hmm. My friend just told me, I just realized I've been going to yoga for a year once a week. And I'm finally feeling like, wow, I feel better. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, fuck, you're right. You need to be doing shit every week. Otherwise you you get lost. All the shit builds back up. You have to like constantly be doing work to, to improve in these areas. So not being too hard on ourselves when we realize like, there is work to do to get rid of the baggage.
1: Exactly. And this is a commitment to your mental health. That's what this is about. Mars is waking us up to that. So, the last time Mars was in Pisces was May 12th to June 27th in 2020. So, think back to those dates for clues on what may be in store for you this time around. Uh, for those that have key yeah. astrological <laughs> points and planets in Gemini. In Sagittarius, there could be conflict coming with Mars moving through Pisces. It creates that square, that 90-degree angle, very stressful.
0: And you said Sagittarius and Gemini? Yes. So could- maybe in your like communication and also... Possibly planning for the future, Sagittarius, well, or what so. Think?
1: I'm thinking about it in terms of like if your sun is in Sagittarius or Gemini, okay. or if you're Mercury or your Venus. So if it's hitting Mercury, then there may be conflict with communication. If it's hitting Venus, maybe there's conflict in relationships. Did but you say like, Sagittarius too? Yeah. And Gemini and what what Sagittarius, that one be? same thing. So any like, so I'm encouraging you. To look at your astrological code and see are there any key points or planets in Gemini or Sagittarius. So like you are a Gemini rising at 13 degrees. So when Mars gets close to 13 degrees, there could be some conflicts coming for you.
0: I guess I, I like always know what the Gemini energy is. I guess I'm less familiar with Sagittarius because it doesn't play as big of a role in my chart. Gemini
1: and Sagittarius are the two signs that represent learning okay communication and travel so gemini is quick trips weekend getaways learning a little bit about a lot the cliff notes the bullet points it's about building a soapbox so other people can stand on it and speak their truth while you ask questions the sagittarius energy is about long journeys exploring foreign cultures moving into foreign lands speaking a foreign language uh it's about deep philosophy
0: yeah i guess i still don't understand what that sagittarius energy would be for like a conflict just the the idea of like a long term what's gonna
1: happen with the pisces connecting the sagittarius is it's water on the fire oh so the sagittarius has that big picture Mm -hmm. and then pisces comes in and brings the hard reality
0: And they're like, we're stuck in this dream world of right now. Like, you can't be thinking about the future and planning shit out and, like, looking across the horizon for, like, the goal. Because Pisces is
1: going to show you all the things that could go wrong. Mm. Which is going to... Feel
0: shitty. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to fucking plan for anything when, like, there's this wet blanket
1: on me? Exactly. I see. Exactly. That's why it's a challenge for the Pisces and Sagittarius energy to vibe together. Okay, moving on to Friday, April 15th. This is our second opposition of the of the week. The moon has now moved on into Libra. The cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales opposing Chiron. The wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign of Aries symbolized by the ram. So this is... Highlighting the wound to your self-confidence in terms of your relationships. How can I express myself more gracefully, more fairly, more eloquently in my close personal relationships? What are my fears or my insecurities around expressing myself in my close personal relationships? So, you know, this is cardinal energy. It's about taking the initiative to express your emotions. Are you hiding emotionally in some way because you're insecure about your standing in your close personal relationship? If so, this alignment is encouraging you to express your emotions with eloquence and fairness. So how can you do that in your close personal relationships?
0: I mean, there's the fire energy of Aries, But I think that that can be a good thing. Because if you do have that fear, it's like, oh, it's going to fester in the background, and you're going to let the little small problem turn into a big problem. And that's when it gets out of control. But it's like, if you have something small happening right now, that's the time to just talk about it before it becomes something big. And that's how you heal that wound to your self confidence is picking these small moments before they get big. And then it's the scales. So it's like you put something small on the scale. It's easy to balance it out with the other person. If you Mm -hmm. just drop some big weight on it. Totally. It turns into a catastrophe. Yes.
1: Okay. That's such a great point.
0: (laughs) And we forget that. So it like it lingers and lingers. And then we have something big we have to put on the table. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe if we just practice with all the small little irritations, they don't have to turn into something so crazy.
1: Yes. Awesome. I love that, Ingrid. Yes. One little bit at a time. Don't dump everything on the scale at once. So, Saturday, April 16th, is the full moon in Libra. This is our third opposition of the week. The moon in Libra opposing the sun in Aries. So, if you want to learn more about how the new moon and the full moon are affecting you specifically, sign up for my moon cycle class, which is available on the website, theweeklytransit.com. So, this... Full moon, all full moons are about a release. And when I think of the release, I think of, well, what was the inhale? The inhale's the new moon. The exhale is the full moon. The inhale was the new moon in Aries, which was back on March 31st, April 1st, depending on where you are in the world. The new moon in Aries was about setting your intentions to authentically express yourself, authentically Express your emotions. Now, the release is the moon in Libra.
0: How you're feeling in your
1: relationships? So when you're talking about the scales, if we're sitting across from each other and we're in a partnership and I'm putting something on my side of the scale and you're putting something on your side of the scale, do you want what I'm putting on my side of the scale to be real gold or fool's gold.
0: <laughs> Real gold. Exactly.
1: So that's authentic. I see. So if you're setting, if you set your intentions, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, to authentically express yourself, now you have worked up that confidence, that self-love. I'm authentic. I love myself, not in an arrogant way, but just in this is who I am. And I'm just going to show up for who I am. Now when I go into my relationships, it's clear about what I'm bringing, Mm -hmm. who I am, and it's going to not only attract people to me that are also authentic, but it's going to create a more harmonious relationship because two people are showing up being real with each other, being authentic with one another.
0: Yeah, if you really set those intentions, then, yeah, people know what they're working with. They know what to expect from you. They know what you expect from them. Mm -hmm. And that creates balance. Yes,
1: creates balance and peace. When you can express your emotions courageously, but peacefully.
0: And this is the sun in Aries. So it's like that big expression, if you've done the work previously in the new moon of setting the intentions, and this is going to be a much easier alignment for you. Yes, exactly. You've been, you've been practicing being authentic and it's been rewarding. And now you know what to expect from each other. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what to expect, I feel like this could be possibly a a bit of an explosion. Uh,
1: totally. Totally. This is why people go nuts during the full moon, you know, or they have trouble sleeping. It's, it's that anxiety that's built up. So if you're working with the energy, then you can release it in a healthy way. If you're not, you've been holding on to it, and it comes out in a way that's like, ooh, I wish I didn't do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, if we don't hold it in so long, then it, the letting the steam out of the pot. So if you haven't, then yeah, today is going to be hot.
1: It's going to be, yeah, hot, explosive, intense. Absolutely powerful. Sunday, April 17th, Venus. The fourth planet in Pisces that we haven't talked about this week. The goddess of love and beauty. The planet of relationships in Pisces, aligning in a sextile with Uranus and Mercury. The messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. The planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, which is conjunct with Uranus in Taurus. So this is a sextile. It's mutable water, fixed earth. This is supportive. I like to think that after that full moon, we've expressed our emotions with eloquence and grace and authenticity in our close personal relationships. And now we're able to really get down in terms of what we value. This is what I value within myself. This is my self-worth. This is your self-worth. Let's dream together. What's our dream together? Let's dream about how we can Work together, how we can take our collective self worth and create something wonderful between the two of us something that is expressive of both of our individualities. That's the focus.
0: The word that comes to mind for me is acceptance hmm. like accepting ourselves and accepting someone else. Like maybe there's differences, but since we've communicated about mm-hmm working with the scales and being our authentic self, then it's easier. You can actually make plans with somebody now that you've like cleared all of that air and you feel secure and like safe.
1: Exactly. Secure. That's that Taurus word, secure. And then Pisces, compassion. So you've been authentic in your emotional expression and they've been authentic with you. And now we know where everyone stands and we can ask ourselves... What is the dream that we want to create in reality for each other?
0: And then I see Mercury sitting here too, yeah?
1: That's communication, yes.
0: Okay, so that would be like the planning together or like communicating about Communicating,
1: yes. And yes, absolutely. It's directing your mind towards your self-worth. This is my value. And then aligning with the relationship piece. This is what I value within myself. This is what I value in relationship. We're clear about that. That was supported. It's been supported all week with the moon moving through Libra. First it hit that self-confidence piece, the Chiron. Then it hits the sun, which is that full release. And so now we can really imagine together, dream together, articulate our dreams to each other.
0: It feels like an awareness level has come through. Yes. All of the pieces for the week have like led up to us being able to see it and communicate about it.
1: Yes. Innovative ideas can come into reality with this alignment, with Mercury and Uranus here. Uranus is the planet of genius, Mercury the planet of consciousness, and Venus the planet of the senses. In Pisces, the sign of the dreams... And the other two, Mercury and Uranus in Taurus, the sign of reality, material security, value. And Venus is exalted in Pisces. It's in a position of power. Venus is the planetary ruler of Taurus. So this alignment has even more power because of the status of Venus. So this is a really special way to end the week. I feel like if you're working with the energy, if you are... Showing yourself compassion and forgiving yourself and then facing your insecurities, showing yourself compassion and forgiveness there, and then stepping forward into your power, into your strength, you're attracting those that are authentic to you, that are going to help support you towards your mutual aims. I love this. Awesome, Ingrid.
0: Well, I think that's it for the week, but I think we have one announcement and yes. we'll take some questions.
1: Yeah, let's do some questions.
0: So the announcement is we have an option on our Spotify for supporting the podcast because me and Scott love doing this. And we would like to just do this full time. And so if you feel like supporting the podcast, you go into the show notes, scroll to the bottom. There's a support link and you can buy us a cup of coffee or buy us a, a new house. <laughs> i will take a new house i don't know a fucking candle a fancy meal whatever you think you would like to gift us for hanging out with us and hopefully supporting your personal growth
1: yes i love being
0: here with everyone i love all the great messages we get and yeah i just want to spend more time hanging out with scott and sharing what's happening in the planets because this is fun for me
1: awesome thank you ingrid
0: and then we do have some questions First question I really like, do you have any suggestions? This is from Brenna. She wants to know if you have any suggestions to help get grounded. Mm, she yeah. said, I know if you're a water sign, you would take a bath, for example. But what about an earth sign or a fire sign? Yeah. I guess we can go over all of them. Sure.
1: Yeah. So we talked about in a couple of weeks ago, you know, the air sign like dancing is a good one right?
0: Yeah. Movement.
1: Movement. Yes. Also
0: you said singing or like chanting? Singing,
1: chanting. Yes. Making sounds. Absolutely. I love that. For earth, that's your tree huggers, man. I mean, it's about putting your feet in the sand, putting your feet in the dirt. It's like getting into, like when you talk about grounding yourself, that is literally grounding, lying down on the ground.
0: Yeah. That's the first (laughs) thing that comes to mind is like literally lay on the earth. Yes. But maybe, you know, if you don't have that available easily, Like you can go to the park or something if you don't have a yard. You don't have to go
1: into the forest. It's like, is there a strip of grass nearby you? Is there a tree near to you? Like literally hug the tree, lie down on the grass. Absolutely.
0: Something you can incorporate that doesn't feel so active would just be buying some plants for your house or going Mm. to get yourself some flowers. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a great suggestion.
0: There's like orange blossoms happening and jasmine in my neighborhood. I like collected Mm -hmm. some and just put them in my house. Every time I pass the room, it smells so good in here. Just having some of that earth energy in your home. Yes. Or maybe even some crystals possibly. Oh yeah. Crystals.
1: Absolutely. Grab the crystals, hold the crystals, lie on the crystals. Absolutely. (laughs) For, For fire. I mean, that's like hit Punching something back. yeah exactly hit something like punch a bag go running soccer.
0: get on a motorcycle
1: and drive really fast i mean it's like that it's like go energy yeah soccer any any sort of contact sport competitive um, competitive sport you know or you know maybe you know the earth sign person is hugging the tree and the fire sign is chopping down the tree you know it's Fuck, like yeah. <laughs> just really connecting to that that contact that movement that 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 gets your blood pumping, what about screaming? Would
0: that be a good one for maybe fire? yeah,
1: fire could be screaming absolutely, absolutely. I just think of hitting something, screaming, yeah. yelling, yeah, absolutely,
0: did we get all of them? Oh, water well, water is kind yeah. of self explanatory yeah,
1: I talked about water we've talked about that a lot, you know, putting your feet in the ocean, the river the the stream the The lake, washing your hands.
0: (laughs) I mean, the simplest one really is like when you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're at home or if you're in like an argument or a social situation, Mm -hmm. it's like taking a simple break, being mindful in that moment to just let the water go over like your wrists and your forearms. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to connect to myself, wash some of this away, Mm -hmm. just taking a moment to yourself to appreciate that. And then like a shower, a bath, just being mindful in those moments. Like, yeah, it's just a shower. We take them all the time. But really being mindful about rinsing yourself off, rinsing the energy off, being like a whole clean human again. Yes. And maybe even like a sauna. That's like water and heat in there. Water and heat.
1: I mean, nobody is just one element. You know, we're all, all four elements, some more than others. But, you know, maybe for somebody who is a who's earth, fire, and and water, the sauna is a great place to be Mm. because you're like connecting to the earth. You're sitting on that wood, I imagine, something like that. It's the heat, the fire, and then the steam. I really love the sauna. That one feels really good for me. Yes.
0: But yeah, I guess depending on whatever energy you're feeling in that moment, like whether you're an earth sign or a fire sign, maybe that's less important than being like, I feel really fiery right now. I feel really like out of sorts and disconnected If I'm feeling fiery, maybe I need to go punch something or like, you know, kick a ball or something like more aggressive. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling really floaty and out of sorts, laying on the ground, Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. a bath, collecting yourself, Mm -hmm. being mindful of just what's kind of happening in your spirit as opposed to like specifically your, like your chart. Yes. Then maybe there's go-tos for each person based on like their primal triad, but yeah, just your intuition for, for the moment.
1: Yeah, totally. Absolutely.
0: That was such a great question. Okay, so I have Mariah. We get a lot of questions like this. Everyone's always asking about what something means when a planet is born in retrograde. Um, I know on the last one, Scott kind of said, retrogrades, you feel things a little more internally as opposed Mm -hmm. to externally, where people might be able to see those things for you. Yes. This person wants to know how you interpret Saturn being retrograde when she was born.
1: For any planet that's retrograde at the moment of birth, it's like the roots. It's something that you're experiencing more internally than what is experienced by the people around you externally through you. The planets that are direct, that's the branches of the tree. It's easier for the people around you to see. The retrograde are the roots. You feel them, but it's harder for other people to see them and experience them.
0: And then most of our other questions we get are very specific to people's charts. If you have a question about a sign in a certain house and a planet like all combining together you can try out a moon cycle class they are small groups they're like 40 bucks for 49 two, 50 bucks for two yeah. classes mm-hmm. and there are only like eight people in each little group so you can get some one-on-one time to ask personal questions in regards to making intentions around the moon cycle or scott has even like smaller cheaper readings or you can get a big reading but it's like if you have one small specific question any of the readings or moon cycle classes is a good place for you because it, it's just so specific to your personal chart that it's kind of hard to answer on the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. But if y'all have any more astrology-related mm-hmm. questions that aren't related to, like, specific degrees and specific houses, we would love yeah. some
1: more of those because I really— it's Someone someone else asked a question about this many planets and this sign and this house, like a stellium. That's another question that we've answered a lot. But, you know, yes, it does mean something. <laughs> that's where the energy is focused uh so what that means specifically for you that's that's a question for a reading
0: i mean also i really do think the basics of astrology the book you have is is very simple and you can kind of put the pieces together yourself so exactly if you're not in the place to get a reading yet if you get the basics of astrology it's just like okay first house is aries if you have a bunch of shit in aries that's going to be that
1: fire, yeah, that and go then, energy,
0: and then whatever planets are in there, you just go to the keywords. It's mm-hmm. like when I am looking at the stuff Scott has for me here, the information, I really can just go to the book and pick the first three words he has as like a glossary, and it's this sign in this house means this. It's like okay, well if you have all the signs in one house, they're just going to be a focus of energy there, and I really do think that book. I don't know. It's just a game changer for me. All you need is like the keywords for each sign, each house, and you can kind of put together the pieces yourself.
1: Absolutely. Exactly.
0: I mean, it's expensive to get a reading for some people and for some people that doesn't seem like a lot of money, but if you don't have enough for a reading, I really think the book you can you can solve a lot of these own little riddles with just a glossary of of what all the words and the symbols mean.
1: And it's 10 bucks or free mm-hmm. if you're a Kindle member. Right? Is that what it is? Kindle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, if
0: you have Kindle Unlimited, so yeah, anyone who free. has that, it's
1: free to download. Zero dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're Kindle Unlimited.
0: Yeah. So if you have some questions that we're not quite answering, it's probably because they're too specific. So I would get the book, a moon cycle class, or a reading.
1: Yes. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you, Ingrid.
0: Yes. I will see you next week. I'll see
1: you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit.